You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Pamela and Mariah. Yeah, and what's puberty? The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help. Hello, and welcome to the Salty Sex Cast. Pamela and Mariah. Yes. So I'm Mariah. I'm just going to reintroduce myself because, you know, we're on episode 31. And just in case you forgot who you're listening to, um, I have my master's in health promotion and education. I am a health education specialist. Also, um, I do health and wellness coaching too. So lots of fun things. And Pamela. Yeah, I am co-owner of Silk and Salt Photography which is a boudoir photography studio. And our mission is to um, provide opportunities for not, not just for women, but just to empower people um, to embrace their sexuality. Yes. Embrace their sexuality. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) And the guy, who's this guy? We need some testosterone, testosterone. I can't say it. (laughs) Say hi, Brady. Hi, guys. I'm Brady. I don't have any background. Yeah. My background is in radio, and I'm always willing to learn. So that's how (laughs) I ended up here. And I've got an extra guy next to me, too, which I feel like I need to explain since we're video recording this as well. Say hi. Hi. I'm I'm holding up the computer for her with my legs. (laughs) That's my job. I'm very good at it. Thank you. Is our studio bitch? (laughs) <laughs> paid Henry. well. Mm-hmm. Good job, Henry. Thank you. I'm, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Pamela, anything uh, fun happened recently? How are you? I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember. If you, I, I went on a date last night. With, yeah. Henry and I went on a date together. Yeah. And um, it was a lot of fun. We. We so we we discovered that we both had an interest in the same woman, <laughs> and we were going to arm wrestle over who got to ask her out. But mm-hmm. I knew I wouldn't win that one, so um, we decided. So yeah, we decided <laughs> we were going to ask her out together, and we did. And she said yes. So we had an amazing date last night. That was so fun. Yeah. There was there was soup involved. There was. Yeah. And she's so smart and charming and beautiful. Like, it was yes. good. Yeah. We laughed and we're like, oh my God. <laughs> we're best. I love it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Last night, I was over at Brady's house throwing axes. Ooh. We did. We had a bonfire, threw some axes, drank way too much. Mm. I drank wine last night. Ooh, what? Which is, which is exciting for me because I haven't had anything to drink in like six or seven months. Yeah. Just because it's not your favorite, right? Um, No, actually, because I was having all kinds of health problems. So I had to like drastically change my diet to get healthy again. And I finally did. Good. I'm so happy mm-hmm. to hear that. That's that's hard when you have to drastically change your diet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have done it without Henry. 
He was amazing. Like he cooked for me the first several weeks of the diet because I just like didn't have the strength to do it for myself. Yeah. Well, and it was very restrictive at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it was we would drink an egg drink. I feel like that was. Yeah, really we drank an egg drink and we had like vegetable stir fry things. Pretty much that. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that was it. Fun time. <laughs> if the diet sounds miserable, you know the health issue is even worse. No. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like I feel, I feel you, girl. I'm so sorry you went through that, and I'm glad it's on the on the up and up. Sounds like, oh yeah, things are good now. Nice, yeah. So today, um, talking about sexual harassment, what comes up to you for you when you hear that word? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I usually think about other people, not me, because. I, I've definitely been sexually harassed. Like I have never met a woman who's like, I've never had that experience before. What are you even talking about? Like, of course I've been sexually harassed. Yeah. Um, but I think the reason that I don't immediately go to my past experiences and I go to other people's past experiences is because I think I was raised to expect it to happen. Mm. You know, like it was normalized in my world. Um, where like my father, he would always tell me, you know, men are only going to want one thing for you, from you. Men only care about one thing. And, um, and he would putting that responsibility on you, on me. And, and he would behave really inappropriately too, or say really inappropriate things. They never crossed that line where they were, um, like sexual abuse. Never. Um, but he was obnoxious and is obnoxious to all of my um, nieces and like all of our family members. Like he'll just hug people for way too long until it's just like, ew, get off me. <laughs> um, and ask questions and, you know, of a sexual nature. I mean, it, that's not the only type of inappropriate question he asks. He's, he's just an inappropriate person. Um, and, you know, make, just make comments that are, are really inappropriate as well. So I feel like I was raised by a sexual harasser. (laughs) Oh yeah. I would probably agree to that as well. I mean, thinking about like the behaviors that I grew up around, um, my dad never grew like his, his brain, never was more developed than a 13 year old boy <laughs> so you know whatever he's saying he's saying because he thinks it's funny more than he's being creepy kind of thing you know like just pervy jokes and like farts and all sorts of things and so like that kind of stuff it was more humorous in our house but it did happen a lot I mean like comments things pointing out things uh um but I don't know. When I think of sexual harassment, I always think of like the whistles on the street, the cat calls Mm. and the horrible sexual harassment videos that like a corporation would make you watch before, like after you're hired or recently hired. Has any of, have any of you guys experienced that? Yes. Those videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I remember going into Walmart, you know, it was like, they have a sexual harassment video you have to watch and, and It was awful. It's cheesy and it's, yeah, 
very uncomfortable. Who's the harasser and who's the harassee typically? It's always, uh, not always, but primarily it's it's a male doing the harassing in the, those type of videos. And then it's the female that's being harassed. In it. Yeah. You're a tiny bit quiet. So when you want to chat, oh, sorry about that. make love to that mic. We'll make love to it. Um, yes, it's 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 not usually. I, I would say that those type of videos, it is like a man that is doing the harassing and a female that is um, being harassed in that. And, and that's usually the way they, they show it. And I mean, you know, primarily that is uh, what, what tends to happen, uh, at least in, in my experiences and just like being around it. In, in my life um yeah how about for you brady i think it's a it's a funny observation now that you mention it too is that uh, all those videos the man is always the aggressor mm-hmm. yeah. which is highly inaccurate because i've been the aggressor before and <laughs> what tell us about that yeah Mariah. please tell us about your uh your moments <laughs> <laughs> um like I said, I'm a perv. Like, I'm such a perv. I make inappropriate jokes and say things often. And actually, not because I'm centering it around one person, but I actually make other people feel uncomfortable because of how I presented myself or said something. See, to I, me, that's not sexual harassment. It, I guess is, it depends on, on the environment that you're in. If you're in a work yeah. environment, then yeah, maybe. But Totally have been in a work environment and made it uncomfortable for everyone like it's (laughs) but I get a I get a rise out of that and like that's totally like my little like hee hee I made people squirm you know but (laughs) that's why this podcast is so great for me (laughs) (laughs) but also like I really think there's always that factor of objectification and harassment like Mm -hmm. that person's an object you're not thinking of their feelings or their um consent or anything like that it's really just look at that pretty thing or um i there's no ramifications to what i do because you're an object more than a person Mm. and so i think the more someone is objectified the worse and more obvious that harassment is Um, and i think that's why it's so easy for men typically to harass women because you know historically we've been objectified for so long so i don't know so that those are my thoughts on it i as far as experiencing it so bad and so inappropriate and if i you know and a lot of times it isn't until after it happens that you're like what the fuck did that person just think that they could say that or do that like Cause in the moment you're kind of like, Oh, ha ha. Like, I don't know what to do. But, um, so I worked as a hostess, um, at a restaurant when I was a teenager in high school and I actually got the job when I was only 15. Cause they didn't ask how old I was. And I looked like I was 21, even when I was 15. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of like, they were like, Oh, you wanted to, to, uh, wait tables. I was like, no, I'm not old enough to serve alcohol. And so like, okay, we'll put you on the, the hostess stand. But, you know, busy, it was a very, very busy restaurant. So like hour plus wait on the weekends, you know, people are standing there. They're really close to you. I wore a kimono and it's really clinging to like certain parts of your body. Um, And so uh, 
it kind of made it, it was like a hot spot for inappropriate jokes, honestly. Um, but I still remember I had braces and this one guy, middle-aged man, I am 15 years old. And he was like, Oh, you know what we call those? And I was like, Oh, like, I'm like brace face. Like, I don't know. And he's all, we call those black and Decker pecker wreckers. Oh, oh God. 15. Oh, gross. Yeah, right. I was like, I, and horrified face, yeah, you know, yeah, of course. red because I'm like, there is 50 people within earshot right now. You know, it's huge, very like standing room only to get into this restaurant. So many people standing there. I'm like, how am I supposed to react? And most of the time we kind of laugh it off because we're not supposed to be like, yeah. don't say that to me. I wish I would have said that to him and embarrassed him in front of everybody. Oh, of him yeah. Every time that sort of thing has happened to me, I walked away going, oh my God, why didn't I stand up for myself? You know, <laughs> like, what do I have to do to convince myself it's, it's appropriate behavior to say something, stand up for myself. Um, so like the, the first, the first serious sexual harassment that I really remember I was um, probably 19 years old and I was waiting tables at a fancy restaurant. And that was when food's involved. <laughs> right? I don't know what that's about. And the, this, uh, this table, it was, I think, like a married couple and then their male friend was with them. And they had bought like a $400 bottle of something and we're getting, you know, some special treatment from management. And the, the single guy, or at least the, the guy who didn't have a date with them, um, grabbed my hand and put it on his hard cock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, like just laughed, kind of laughed it off. I was like, Hey, I'm a married woman, you know, cause I got married really young. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I'm sorry. But, but, because but he's I, not, but no, he, he wasn't. wasn't. No. And because, you know, it was my job, I couldn't be like, you're tipping me. Yeah. Get the fuck out of it. Yeah. Like yeah. leave now. Um, Even though that should have been the thing, you know, like, yeah. I mean, that, that should be like the thing that we're, we should teach and, and be taught is that if you cross that line, you know, you should be kicked out of any place. Absolutely. And um, that your employer will have your back. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Because, um, you know, when that, the whole thing the customer's always right where does that put me um exactly you know take care of your talent take care of your people um whatever that looks like but keep going on with your experience that you're saying well i was gonna say my most recent experience and this wasn't tried quite as traumatic um i was waiting in the line at walmart i hate to admit i shop at walmart but i do evil <laughs> empire um <laughs> They're just so conveniently close, they are. aren't they, it's Henry? Right, it's right it's there. like it's right. just a them. few blocks away. But anyway, um, I was I was waiting in line for them to see my receipt to make sure I hadn't stolen anything. Mm -hmm. oh. And this old man was old white man standing there talking to um, one of the employees. And as I'm waiting in line, he looks at me, kind of bends over. A little bit looks you know gets a little close to my face and says smile honey you'd be pretty if you smiled and i just gave him the death stare 
Mm-hmm. And I should have spoken up and said something, you know, but I didn't. That is the biggest aggressive. Passive aggressive. Passive aggressive. It just, it's a slap in the face to women because how no one has ever told a man to smile more. Nope. You would be more pleasant to be around if you smiled more. Guaranteed every single woman in her life has been told that at least once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I would be very, very shocked if no one's been told that. Um, and I was even told that by a, an employer before. Granted, I was the face people saw when they come in. And that's kind of my job. That might be the I'm only like, time it's appropriate yeah. to, to say yeah. that. Like, so that's when I'm like, okay, let me take that. Yeah. 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 But that is objectifying me. I should be pleasant in your presence. What the fuck? No, I should not be. (laughs) I don't owe you anything. You should shut your face more. It's not my job to be pretty. No. Right? Well, I mean. That was what was so offensive. Not for you. Yeah. 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 Oh, you can. I get to choose who I want to be pretty for and what, how I react to people. And that's my choice, not yours. Yeah. Well, it's like that. It's like that. You know, the the idea of resting bitch face. You know what I mean? Like, like that whole idea of that. We have to number one, like, like there are plenty of men that you know, like that. That's just the way that they are. That's the way they that they look. And there's no fucking name for it because yeah. we don't consider it to be. You know, like like there's just no one like pointing at and be like, why aren't you smiling or why aren't you being just the jolly person that you're supposed to be right. around me? You know, it's. And it's interesting, like like that, um, just that ability where where men can get away with that so much more. Well, the whole underlying belief system behind that is that women's purpose in life is to entertain and please men, mm-hmm. right? and that's why you you mainly hear that attitude coming from a much older generation. Yes. At least in my yes. experience. I don't know. Have you ever heard that sentiment being expressed by someone under 40? Um, a couple times, but really it's just like more, it comes through as the RBF, like the resting bitch face, you know, yeah. not the smile more. If they yeah. sing, if they're saying that typically they're older, but if they're like, whoa, you kind of have a resting bitch face, which mm-hmm. I know I do. And it's totally fine. Like I'm fine with that. Yeah. I think that's a slightly different attitude than, Hey, women are here to be ornamental, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. That, yeah, that's yeah. more like you should always be on and happy for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is, I mean, just your presence, long, but... you know, let me put the smile on. Oh, and that's Vaseline. So <laughs> I know, you know, relax and stop smiling your face um, by the end of the day, Mariah. <laughs> your face should hurt and you should know that you did your job. <laughs> there are some times though where you smile so much and you're like, Jesus Christ, like <laughs> I'm sore. It's always like, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, if you're around someone that you're, you know, starting to so really funny. like and all that and oh. are funny. Oh. And then there's a moment where you're like, Oh my my face it hurts because of you. <laughs> but uh, I I mean and that harassment on that level is so it comes off so innocent to most people so no one thinks anything of it but I love that the girl women now 
the girls was I going to say, wow, that was not okay. Anyway, but women now are fighting back and we're kind of like, no, I don't have to smile. And, and I have a friend on Facebook who I went to school with and she, I love her rants. Anytime someone says something, she's on Facebook, like, what the fuck do you think you are? Like, tell me how to smile. And I love the debates that have gone on and the conversations and everybody who's like, yeah, that's happened to me. And I don't, I don't feel comfortable when that someone says that either, but the only reason we're, we're kind of stopping this harassment is because we're having the conversation that it's happening and it's making other people uncomfortable. Mm. Um, I think that's why a lot of times, especially when I was younger, that I felt like I couldn't say anything. Majority of those men who said something had a um, position above me, you know, or they had some either they're going to be giving me a tip, you know, because I'm waiting tables or they are my boss or they are, you know, somebody who has a say, a teacher. Oh, so many grody high school male teachers just some comments that I'm like, I'm not, uh, if my parents heard you and what you just said, would they be okay? Would your wife be comfortable with what you just said to me? I know it was probably like coming off as a joke or whatever, but just like, you know, they it's just such a lame fucking excuse for harassment though. Is, it I is. Mean, it is. No, you weren't. It's not funny. No. Yeah. Um, you were serious to a point, you know, and, and that's kind of where holding people accountable and, and also having that conversation with yourself as you're kind of like walking away and be like, that was totally inappropriate. I should go say something, you know, go back and say something. I go. Think perhaps it is, we should look at, at some of these as teachable moments for other people. Right. Um, you know, I've had the attitude of, why didn't I stand up for myself and say, what the fuck are you thinking? But honestly, is that really the right no. approach, right? <laughs> That's going to put people in there on the defense. And um, really what we should do is like ask ourselves, how can we train this person? They don't know better, obviously, or they wouldn't be behaving this way. Mm-hmm. So how, you know, how can we respond in a respectful way? that will help to change the culture. Yeah. And it could even just be like that comment made me uncomfortable mm-hmm. and just kind of being like, okay. Um, sometimes it's not even fueling into it either. You know, uh, the cat calling and stuff. That's, um, that's an interesting one. Cause a lot of people have done social experiments on that. Yeah. Where- um, you know, women are wearing cameras, like hidden cameras, and they're walking around. You see how many people actually are like looking them up and down after they pass or like calling and seeing inappropriate things and highly volatile things, like mm-hmm. just scary. If you reacted to that, you, I would put me in a place where I would feel worried for my physical safety. Um, yeah. So, you know, just things like that. So it's really, really interesting. If you've never watched any of those social experiments or anything, um, I highly recommend going to because now you kind of can feel how that is to walk around in the skin of a woman. Mm. Um, it's uh, and it's so relatable. Like as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have felt that. Like, why can that? Can you say anything? No, you can't. Sometimes it will put you in danger. Um, if you react, what is it going to do? Um, then there's other social experiments where like, they've just done the same thing 
and have catcalled men and like women have all been on like at a picnic table or something and just like hollering at all these male joggers running by and I was like yep I've been that person yep (laughs) um but at the same time um I think they interviewed firefighters Mm -hmm. was this one that I've seen and like how uh um how they have women always checking them out or something. I was like, oh, poor you, you know? But yeah. I was like, I just fueled that. Like, yeah. I just fueled that harassment. Well, um, well I, I think, I think like, I, I've, I've been thinking about that lately, actually, just the idea of like sexual harassment or, you know, racism and all these other things. And it's, it's all about power, right? Like, like if you're just saying hi to a jogger out, um, you know, like, and there's women, hollering at a, a guy jogger, he's not scared for his life. He's not scared that he's going to get uh, grabbed or anything like that. Um, you know, and, and like the firefighters, again, there's no like power thing to that. Whereas like if it's construction workers doing that cat calling, that woman is by herself and there's like 10 men like doing that. Like, I mean, that is a moment where it's very different. Like that is not okay because there is that power structure. Yeah. Differential. And, and that's when it's not okay. So I, I love when like women, (laughs) uh, you know, yell out their doors or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. (laughs) Because like, I only take it as such. I only take it as fun because like, I don't feel that threat. And I don't feel that thing like, oh, my God, they could get out and, and attack me. Um, so, so like, no, women, women, keep on, keep on doing the, I don't know, cat calls. I don't even know what it would be called. I really like it, though. So <laughs> I have so much fun, especially when I'm drunk doing the cat calls. Oh, yeah. My favorite one was we were in Vegas. I had plenty to drink. Um, and we are in the Uber and at night and it, you know, bumper to bumper traffics. We're not going very fast. This guy in this truck next to us had his window down cause hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's sipping, um, like a drink with a straw. And I was like, yeah, I like when you put your mouth on that <laughs> <laughs> drunk in a car and it wasn't even a car full of women, women, it was two couples and the Uber driver, you know, like two males, two males. <laughs> well okay hold on oh first I was like hey and he didn't react or anything nothing and then like I know he can hear me um it's the car right next to us and both of our windows are down I was like you know trying to get him to get his attention I was like yeah I like what your mouth is on that and then he never looked over but he giggled to himself and I just felt like I won I got this reaction. Yeah. So, Marla, let me ask you: When you're doing that, does it give you a sense of power? Yeah, oh, totally. That's why I'm like, yes, I got the reaction that I wanted. Like, I yeah. wanted a reaction, and that's where I'm like, I've totally been the the aggressor, quote unquote, of catcalling, of sexual harassment. You know, and it, that was obviously a sexual thing. I said something about his mouth being put on something. You know, it wasn't just like, no, no, you know. It was not ambiguous. And let's just make the example of, let's say there's a girl walking down the street in a skirt and some guy's like, nice skirt. And then she's still walking down the street and she passes a girl and a girl's like, oh, nice skirt. Mm. What's the difference? You know, it's, it's again, that, that 
what's the intention behind what you're saying? I was very intently saying something sexual. Um, I wasn't giving him a compliment. I'm like, oh, what you drinking? That looks good or whatever, you know? I don't know. I wonder if he's doing a podcast right now saying, I wish I'd have said something. I wish I'd have spoke up for myself right then. I should have told her to fuck off. That is inappropriate. <laughs> right? So I'm totally a cat caller. I am definitely an aggressor on that. And it, so I can understand like you wanting a particular reaction. I can understand yeah. when you're walking past someone on the street wanting to get a particular reaction from them. What I don't understand are the cat calls or even like so many times when I've just been running down a, a public street or, or down a street with cars. I'll get honked at yeah. a lot. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, what are you really getting out of this? I mean, if I turn around to see who's honking or I jump or whatever, like, wh how is this benefiting you truly? It's the power of the reaction. I think sometimes, um, but yeah, but it's like, what are you wanting from it? If I turn around and I'm like, oh, hey, you honks. That means you're interested. What's your number? Like, what would people do? You know, yeah. it's yeah. got their intent out of it anyway. Um, it did happen one time. Okay. And I hopped on the back of a random bullet bike because of that. So. Oh, oh my God, Mariah. True, it is because right? of people like you yeah, that the stuff. honking won't stop. Yeah. That, that guy's like, I honk. She got on. You guys should all honk. Is, that guy is going to tell that story for the rest of his life. Yeah. 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 There, it, it's a goddamn miracle. I have not been found in a ditch dead somewhere the way I lived my teen years. So let's, we'll leave it at that. It was very unsafe. It was very unsafe. Well, but I he mean, was cute. He had a bike, yeah, you know? yeah. well, and, and I mean, that's, that's one thing again, like, like, we're all not that safe when we're teenagers, but it just seems like it's just like, like because sexual harassment is pervasive and we do live in like a rape culture and all these things that like, like it just, you know, women will be like, I was unsafe. And I bet you didn't, you weren't as unsafe as a lot of guys are at that age. You know, like, I mean, I mean, just because like you kind of take a chance um, oh, it's, gotcha. it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's like when I go running down by the river, you know, like I never think about anyone attacking me ever, you know, like yeah. I am a white Every Tuesday at 8 PM, in case you want to stalk him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> yes. Yes. I do enjoy cat calls. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just like, you know, I, I don't ever have to, I've, well, I mean, I guess I could worry about it, but but it's not within like my, my uh, gender, right? Like, or, or my sex, like, like being a tall, uh, big guy. Like I, I'm not really worried about being, um, you know, like uh, uh, raped or, or sexually assaulted or anything like that. Like I've never, I've never had that moment where someone like would whistle at me. And I, I get that feeling in my uh, body where I'm like, Oh shit, this, this might be bad. Where am I? You know, like if I'm getting whistled at and I'm in, in like an area where there's nobody, you know, like I wouldn't freak out, but I know if I was a woman, yes, I would, because it's, it's so much more dangerous out there. Or at least that's the perception. Um, because, yeah. uh, 
I don't know, men are assholes and, and don't know how to like, you know, have good relationships. I don't know why the fuck it is. Like, it's awful. It's awful that that is a thing. Like, like women should not have to have that fear, but they do. And sexual harassment is kind of like that tinge of it. You know, it's like, it's like talking to a friend. She, yeah, she, she definitely like, um, uh, she was telling me about her dating experience. I was like, so how's, how's the dating experience going? And she's like, a lot of fucking dick pics, you know, like, like, and, and she was making fun of it in light, but I can't imagine like having to deal with all the stuff that men do. And I, I don't know if it's because we feel like we have the right to, or again, if we're trying to get like a rise out of people, but yeah. um, I'm sorry, women. I'm sorry. That's all. <laughs> well, That's all. I mean, Sorry, go ahead, Pamela. Oh, I was just going to say, I've only been harassed by a woman that I can remember once at a party. She was very drunk and was coming on to me, and I couldn't shake her. Mm. But but it's true. Like, 99.9% of the time, the harassment I've experienced has come from men. So I accept your apology on behalf of all men. Thank you. Thank you very <laughs> much, Pamela. I will make it up to you tonight. Oh. <laughs> that sounds like harassment to me. let's talk about the harassment Pamela and I have experienced because of our podcast. Oh God. Yeah. Oh shit. I don't know about this. Not ugly women with a podcast that has sex in the name. Um, Getting reached out to on social media often. Be honest, Mariah, you guys are hot. Um. And unwanted is really the biggest word I can use is that it's just unwanted, uninvited, just because I am in lingerie on our cover photo and I talk about sex openly does not mean I want to talk sex openly with you or that that is an invite for you to insert yourself in my DMs (laughs) or I, like I like the way you said that. Is that, is that sexual harassment? <laughs> um, ooh, that's a good point to bring up, though, because you said you do enjoy the cat calls. It's kind of like a compliment. Mm-hmm. I enjoy them sometimes, too. And then there's sometimes where they're kind of skeezy. And it's where is the sexual harassment and compliment line? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what constitutes... Um, and I think I kind of gave that example where the girl's walking down the street and, you know, a guy is like, nice skirt. And the girl's like, nice skirt. You know, it's where's that line? Obviously, that was one side or the other. Um, I really do think it's very personal. And what are you comfortable with? Um, what kind of... Um, it's also really good to think about if you're going to get a cat call and kind of preemptively have a, not even a cat call or another sexual harassment joke or comment or anything and kind of be prepared of what you're going to say. If something comes and you're like, I mean, like I said, I have to have those replies back to people who are like trying to drag on conversations that I'm like, you really have nothing to bring to my podcast. I appreciate the offer. Um, And then I leave it at that. But they want to keep dragging it on be like, oh, well, tell me about this. And, you know, like this sexual experience. And I'm going to tell you explicitly about this sexual experience I had, because maybe you'll get me on your podcast or maybe he's just trying to get me. And it's all men that have done this, by the way. No women have. 
Um, and so I'm like, that's fucking sexual harassment. Like you are harassing me. I'm not interested. And I've already tried to shut this down. Um, luckily on, uh, it's, it's easier to start those conversations on social media, but it's, it's also easier to shut them down. You know, you can just block somebody easy, but you can't block a coworker or a street you have to walk down or, you know, whatever that is. Um, so yeah, I like that you kind of put that, Henry, you brought that up. I've had a similar problem because I own a boudoir studio. Um, I'll have random dudes reach out to me and try to carry on a conversation or, or women. So I did, it's actually, I just remember there's another woman who, if it was actually who she said she was, it could have been a dude pretending to be catfished. Yeah. It could have been catfishing. Um, but anyway, I'll have these people reach out to me and, you know, try to engage me in this long conversation. Um, and I had to, I had to do this a couple of times before I could identify that that's what it was because they do it in a really specific way. They send me photographs of themselves and then ask for, you know, fish for compliments from Mm. me. And, and it's difficult because this is a potential client, right? So if I, if I'm identifying it wrong, I could potentially really hurt someone's feelings. I could, you know, um, hurt the reputation of my brand. And yeah, so it's, it's a really tricky thing. Um, and it's hard to tell at first what they're doing. Like it becomes very obvious about midway through the conversation, but, but at first it's really difficult to determine, um, that it's, it's one of these particular kind of people. So, um, That is, that is the worst fucking harassment because they take your time. Like my time is valuable. Um, you know, like I run two brands, I have kids, I have two partners, I have a podcast, like somebody that's going to take 15 or 30 minutes of my time in conversation, they fucking owe me $300, you know? Um, so that, that I think pisses me off more than any other type like cat calls whatever Mm. I can walk away yeah you might scare me um depending on the situation but but that is just fucking rude (laughs) and I think that's also the intention behind it is that power of I got your undivided attention for how long for maybe 20 minutes or whatever that is you know and I think that's also how they get off on that and that type of power play I guess um, how do we take that power back? <laughs> um, calling people out for sure. Um, is if safety allows, um, kind of just kind of, I love when people get slammed on social media. I, I get it that we could be very dangerous, you know, taking a picture of somebody and saying, this guy looked at me and said this, and then post on social media and try to get him on blast take them on blast, whatever. I'm not up with the lingo, but, um, <laughs> you know, as satisfying as that is, we also just became the perpetrator in that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, I want to put somebody on blast. Oh, that's it. How you say it, put someone on blast. <laughs> I'm like, it'll no, come. Job. You did it. We're proud of you, Mariah. <laughs> um, 
And then, but at the same time, are you just equally as um, aggressive in that, you know, and it's the same as turning around and yelling at someone, but like, who the fuck you think you are calling at me on the street as I'm just walking home? You know, it's the same as uh, if you had yelled at that guy who told you to smile, it's, you know, just being like, um, no, thanks. Yeah. I'm not feeling it anymore. No, thanks. Not interested. Or, you know, and, and even sometimes not saying anything at all, but definitely if you, it's a, if it's a chronic problem from somebody, you need to say something, mm-hmm. even if it's, even if you're too scared to say something to that person, say something to someone else that's going to back you up. If it's someone that, who has power over you at it, like a work, you know, environment and, you know, it's a boss or a, a partner or something like that. And so you feel like you can't say anything. Um, try to say something to someone else because guaranteed it's not just you that it's probably happening to. If that person's chronic, they're probably doing it. They're probably harassing others and someone else has seen it, heard it, experienced it. Um, I think it's really, really important to try to stand up and say something at least and be like, I'm uncomfortable. And I've said that a couple of times, like I'm uncomfortable now, like, you know, dinner conversations. And now that I'm adult, it's a little bit easier to call my dad out and stuff and like make fun of him for making fun of light of other things or jokes or whatever. Um, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm uncomfortable now and just try to like ease into something else, not to hurt his feelings, not to hurt our relationship, but also kind of just to say, "Mm, maybe not the best conversation to have, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think for myself this while, um, I have been doing the whole, like, um, so, so compliments, the intention of a compliment is to give someone a compliment and not have anything in return and not even think about anything in return, right? Yeah. Like, like guys, I think sometimes will compliment women and then they'll ask them to go on a date. And that's not a compliment, and that it shouldn't be taken. That's a pickup line. That's yeah. a pickup line. Exactly. Like, you're beautiful. And I really love the way your eyes sparkle. Can we go out? You know, it's <laughs> like, it's like that's great. That's great. You know, and if yes. it works for you, congratulations. <laughs> but, I mean, that's not a compliment, you know. And yeah. and so, so, like, I have been working on just, like, when I'm at the gym and I see a very beautiful person, you know, woman usually, but it could be a man. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I wouldn't say it to a man. I do <laughs> sometimes say compliments to men. Um, but like just going up to them and just saying, I, you know, like I could see that you're, you, you work really hard on uh, what you're doing. You know, like, like this week, I, um, there was this one uh, a woman that, you know, I just see her at the gym all the time and she's always working out really hard. And you could see like, she's, she's got a beautiful body and she's just a really beautiful person. And like, I, I said that to her and she's like, oh, thank you. I have two kids and, you know, like sometimes my, you know, body image issues and, and all this thing. I'm like, you have nothing to worry about. And that was it. That was, that was the conversation. And, yeah. and that was really nice. Like it wasn't, again, I wasn't looking to get anything from her. I just wanted to compliment her because it makes me feel better too, you know, like to be honest and, and real with people and. So, yeah. And I, I think that there's so much power in that too, is just to be able to, I can give you a compliment and not make you feel like you're getting hit on. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to move in a better way where men and women can have better 
professional relationships, have better platonic friendships, have better, you know, it's, it's because there has been this, um, objectification for so long. And anytime I'm talking to you, it's to get something from you. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't even have that. It, I remember being so weirded out because I had to do a project in college with mm-hmm. another male and I had to go meet with this person. And I it was just like early in my marriage and I was still very religious. And it was like, I've never been taught to have just a relationship with a man that wasn't sexual or wasn't going to lead to something. It was really just, and I just was like, this is so ridiculous that I'm not uncomfortable about this. I don't like that. But I've also been taught in every interaction I've had with other males has been typically they want something from me. Um, yeah. And so that is, I love that you're doing that, Henry, because that's really going to build that whole, you can have a conversation, you can have a compliment, you can crack a joke. Um, even like the, and everyone says it's flirting, you know, and it's like, I just talk to somebody and we have a fun relationship. How yeah. is that flirting just because they're a man and I'm a woman? Yeah. Um, because but, you violate, you know, like, like there's this weird thing about like, if you're nice to a man. Yeah. yeah. And that that's the thing too, is that line of like, you know, I could be nice and not be looking for anything or not, you know, like, yeah, it, it's that that is a very hard thing between men and women. And I, I think it should be something that should be addressed more like when they're in high school and junior high and really learn how to build those relationships. Because sexual harassment tends to come from just like very insecure men, um, at least on the men's side. That's what I know because I'm a man that are you know like they don't know how to say things uh and they just want a reaction because they don't get the reactions in the right way they're like toddlers you know they they don't know how to ask for things and so they're going to like have a little whatever yeah they're gonna ask the fuck out yeah yeah so i mean it's it's so important for men to find out better ways to get that attention because we all want to be told that you know like that they notice us we all want to be told that that we're somebody that um you know is significant significant yeah and and you know in reality we are to somebody so so just like making sure that we have that ability to say things like that without it crossing a line and just really like making that line apparent and and a big thing is the intention, right? Like if you're trying to get something or put someone down or anything like that, that is harassment. That is, and if it's, uh, it has a sexual undertones or overtones, that's sexual harassment. I think, uh, I think it's kind of funny to think about um, as we're talking about this, uh, people would probably assume that uh i mean mariah the way that you and i talk to each other at parties we seem flirtatious even though we're not flirting but we are kind of overtly sexual people i guess so people from the outside would probably be like did he just say that to her in front of her husband what the fuck well it's like uh, i think a word that is like banter you know like you kind of toss something back and forth and tease each other and we do know actually quite a few intimate details about each other. And so I think, you know, people are like, whoa, she just talked about his penis size. This is weird. You know? <laughs> it's really just we have that relationship. We know that that's the intention behind it. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. We just watched a fantastic episode of Kimmy Schmidt about sexual harassment. Oh, yeah? I haven't seen that, it. I do remember that, yes. Where Kimmy comes into the office and is told that she has to fire one of the employees. And she's like, I'm going to fire him the Kimmy way. And I'm going to make it fun. Make him feel valued. And so she brings him into her office and, um, you know, puts her arm around him and compliments, compliments him. him on his looks and and then gives him uh, a drink and tells him to suck it, suck it all. Yeah. And it drops her pants yeah. um, so that he feels like... Um, everyone makes mistakes. Yeah, everyone makes mistakes. Look, look, look. my pants fell down. Look. How did oh. that happen? <laughs> Find out that she's um, she's been harassing everyone in the office, <laughs> and she's the head of HR. It's a fantastic episode. It really everyone is. needs to watch it. It's a, just a really good lesson about sexual harassment in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and how many unintentional harassments that happen just because this is what's socially acceptable, or you know, like it. I just remember um getting a lot of like shoulder pats and things and being so uncomfortable but no one said anything so maybe it's something wrong with me you know mm-hmm. and and even like in my kids school um there was a teacher who was rubbing my child's pressure point on his hand um when he was a little upset and and I was like ooh ooh maybe we should ask before you grab his hand, you know? And I, it was just how much that had opened my eyes to like all these other things where it's just like her intention behind it was like, Oh, I know this pressure point. We've learned about all these things. We've talked about it in class. Like he seemed fine with it. Cause I even asked him after that meeting, I was like, were you okay that she grabbed your hand? He was like, yeah, kind of was, you know, I think he was more embarrassed that he was getting upset in front of everybody Mm -hmm. than anything. And, um, but I was like, okay, well, you do have the right to just ask her, you know, oh, I'm a little uncomfortable with that. And like, it won't hurt her feelings, you know, and it, if you say it that way, if you're like, don't touch me, you know, again, that might hurt her feelings and the intention behind it. So just kind of talking about things like just because it's socially acceptable in this environment, you know, I'm sure there's been jokes that Brady and I have passed back and forth that really made someone uncomfortable just because that harassment quote unquote wasn't directed at them doesn't mean it wasn't hurtful either and so kind of oh mariah oh, you, you hit your mute yourself. button <laughs> kind of being aware of just other people is what i said <laughs> yeah I was well i mean we we mariah you and i attend parties together pretty regularly and we've had people that are no longer invited to parties that because there's us, uh, you know, me and Jamie, you and your husband, and another couple that we we generally sort of kind of rotate which house we're partying at. Yeah. And there are people that have been to all three locations that are no longer invited for crossing bounds, but they're also not really haven't done anything worse than what the rest of us has done. And it's again, I think that invitation. That intent. And that in- yeah yeah like i invite you to dish it back you know like come on, Brady. i have a like, purpose cracking my knuckles <laughs> sharpen, like, you know, it's sharpen funny. the it's mental funny swords see, uh, it's like we're just 
we fuck around all the time, you know, joking around, give each other shit all the time. But then all of a sudden, like, if there's like an outsider that doesn't have this relationship that Brady and I do, and they're trying to do that too, it's like, whoa, whoa. Who are you? Who do you think you are? (laughs) It does also, it wasn't really invited and they hadn't, not that they like didn't earn it, but like, they just haven't built that type of relationship, that trust and that safety. Yeah. I think that's another, how many times have we said trust and safety on the salty sex cast? <laughs> it's so important for like, yeah, that type of like even conversations and other things like, like there should be that feeling of safety where, where like you aren't feeling like they're trying to take your power or um, they're, they're not going to judge you, you know, like, like if, if you have a friend that, you know, you talk about uh, all the, you know, interesting sex things and all that. You wouldn't be talking about that with just like everybody that you work with or other things. It's, it's just, you know, the roles that you have and there's consent as well as just being like, Hey, I'm about to bring up um, this. Uh, is anyone uncomfortable? I mean, that, that seems like yeah. a good idea to do. I probably should do that more often. Yeah. I, no, I just you, like to accost people's ears. So, you know, <laughs> you be you Mariah. Well, think- You're funny. I think I think you could read a room or read people, right? And you're like, okay, I'm looking at their face as I say this. I'm not seeing it change dramatically, so I think I could continue with this. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I think it's important. It's it's like sex. Sex and conversations should be, you know, something that is done respectfully um, and and with consent. Um, and just understanding that. You're talking to other people with feelings and safety concerns and other things. Um, and to really take that that objectification away from it. You know, trying to remember you just hooted or whistled at someone's daughter. Um, you know, someone, you know, and just trying to even ask yourself that, like, okay, I just said this, would I have said this in front of other people? Would I have said this in front of someone else? Um, yeah, probably. I mean, there's not much I'm not going to say. Come on. Yeah. Come on. It's um, true. It's true. Unfiltered. <laughs> but no, I really appreciate you guys joining me in this conversation. It's kind of been something that maybe I've towed around a little bit because I know I've been the person to objectify others and say inappropriate comments and never really stood up for myself either. And so I was like, you know, that guilt maybe. Mm. That's that shouldn't hang me up for not bringing this up at the podcast. That's actually more reason I should say it because everybody has been either victim or you know perpetrated in their life or both. In the case. Exactly, yeah. exactly. They've seen either both sides, and <laughs> it's okay to do something wrong and to admit it and to try better. <laughs> um, you know, I really think that this conversation and so many other of our conversations have really made me realize my own actions can improve. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we have just a couple of fun things here before we end the podcast. One is that we are super excited. We have a sassy box coming from sassy box this week. And, um, Next week, we're going to unbox the, the box. Sorry. <laughs> sassy box. That was awkward. Um, unbox the sassy box um, in two on weeks? the episode. So, yeah. So either 
next next week we'll unbox it and then in two weeks we we're gonna try out all this stuff and we'll let you know how we liked it yeah so, so that's gonna introduce our new segment called never have i ever so you as listeners get to participate um we again we talk about a lot of new things on the podcast and maybe there's something that you've never done or tried but because we've talked about it maybe you're a little braver um and so we want to hear your experiences so um butt stuff i might <laughs> actually tell you guys i tried some butt stuff and i'll what? tell you about it and we'll kick off our segment next week but if so if you've tried something we've talked about on the podcast please um email us at salty at gmail.com or you can get at us on social media our twitter at salty and let us know like what was this experience like? If you don't want to be named, don't sign it. Just say unknown or I want to be like Mr. X, Mrs. X, whatever you want to go by. That's totally fine. But we'll just read about it, your experience and let everybody know like there's a lot of things that we've never tried. We can. We can try new things. <laughs> and if anybody would like to look into our new partner's website, it is www.trysassybox.com. That's T-R-Y-S-A-S-S-Y-B-O-X.com. Yeah, and they're they're a fun subscription service, or you get sex toys in the mail every month. That's exciting! And That's so like Christmas fun. all yeah, the time. Right? Like Christmas for adults. Like honestly, yeah. I'm just happy. Yeah, I'm this ready. is the gift that I I want. Mm. Like getting sex toys in the in the mail every single month would mm. be amazing. You know what? What's going to happen is as they're going to be like, "Where's uh, Pamela and Henry?" And it's like, "Oh, the sexy <laughs> box." Oh, the sexy box. Sassy box came. Sexy yeah. box. Wow. I'm going to have to say that slowly because I'm so used to saying our name, but mm-hmm. yeah, well, and even if there's something new that comes in the box and we get to try it, it's totally going on the never have I ever segment. I'm going to talk to you about my so nipple fun. clamps. I don't know. And I just threw something out there that I've never tried. So. And if you guys want to get a look at it, uh, it'd be cool to look at it because here pretty soon we're going to start partnering with them to do a giveaway. There is going to be a giveaway. We will give you all the details when we've decided on them. (laughs) Soon. Soon. Oh, shoot. I should have said that. Oh, I totally showed our hand. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Stay sexy and salty. Bye. Yeah. And what's puberty? Puberty? Well, puberty's a lot of things. Here's the piece. When you hear about it first, it sounds very strange. Oh, if it really bothers you, you should see a doctor. Then at puberty, certain glands begin to work, and our bodies begin to change. It enlarges the penis itself. And there's a center opening between those two, which is called the vagina. The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help.